Welcome back to What Would It Cost? Today we're talking all things real estate and comparing the Toronto and Montreal real estate market with Maria Ben. How's it Hi going? Hi guys, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be in Toronto. I'm a realtor in Montreal. As I specialize in residential and you know, that's why I'm meeting you guys. Some of my clients, you know, move to Toronto sometimes. Um, they need their financing and I just like how much you guys are a one-stop shop doing insurances, home insurance, car insurance, mortgages. Like I feel like for a realtor in Montreal or anywhere else in Canada, if someone is moving to Toronto, you guys are like the people to to talk to, you know, one call away. It's like I have a meeting and it's just super quick and efficient. And I really like that. Yeah, that's cool. And, and you know what? That that thank you for all the compliments and we really really appreciate that. But I want to tip my hat and say good on you for thinking about your clients and if they do want to do some buying in the Toronto market, you going and doing the extensive research as to okay, who is it that I want to forward my clients over to and refer because referring is a transfer of trust. And when you're doing that, it means that the people that you're putting them in front of, mm -hmm. you really want to make sure that your clients are being taken care of properly. And you did the deep dive and you found us on, on the social platforms and YouTube and you did your research and you reached out, you made your way yes. all the way down here, not only on, to, not only to do this podcast, but to also shoot some videos. And, and that's you coming to get to know us so that you can get comfortable with how we're rocking and rolling here so that when you go back and one of your clients wants to make a move into the toronto market mm -hmm. you're very well versed in what our headquarters looks like what our ecosystem looks like who we are personally and yes. I, I think that's brilliant on you and and good on you to build the bridge so thank yeah, you for thank that you. yeah so yeah i mean by being in toronto is just perfect because let's say if i have my clients moving here i get to be here also i get to visit you know these different neighborhoods and i know exactly where they're going so i get to have the feel of it you know and i feel like there is some differences like montreal toronto it's so different even right. though we're so close like home prices are different uh everything else is you know i i do need to like adapt myself to like wow like the, the average home price here is like 1 million 80 and like right. in montreal it's like 560,000. like there yeah. is a huge gap so I can definitely see those differences by like exactly. being here. Even the language barrier too. Yeah, yeah. You can you can hear my accent, my my little French wee wee. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you learn any French words since I got here? We haven't gone over that yet. No? I think that's what we're gonna do now. Hey, yeah. Michael got je, some je words. Je ne parle pas français. That's tu vois? <laughs> Exactement. J'adore. Oui. J'adore. We oui. we are not French. <laughs> J'adore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, since the interest rates went up, like. People like are really changing their lives. Some people are moving out of town. Some people are, you know, selling their homes, interest rates. Like right. there's so many changes now. Like Yeah, there's there's a lot of changes going across the country. So for example, like this year, uh, more than ever, from twenty five to thirty years old has been the biggest shift of uh Canadians or uh, sorry, Torontonians moving to Alberta. Because mm -hmm. they're paying more wages and the cost of living is lower. And like you're saying, uh, you know, you have clients moving out of Montreal because they feel maybe there's no growth. The cost of living is a lot less, but so is their wages there. And they don't have that growth exactly. to really grow in their career or as a business owner. Since March, like 400 basis points increased. It's like a huge shock for people. They're like, what is going on? And their wages are not going any higher. 
So that's why some people will go to Toronto because maybe their, their job for their job, they're getting paid more. Right. You know, or that's why there's so many like change. And I feel like people need to educate themselves about like other cities and maybe it will be better to like, you know, move in, move out, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And again, to go back what we started with, it, it's good on you for taking that leap for them and ch- coming to check out another market and what that looks like as an investor. We're doing the same thing with, with our expansion into Florida, right? Is, mm-hmm. is We're looking out for our investors. We're looking out for our clients here yeah. that seem to be moving out. And, and uh, the Torontonians are known to be snowbirds and entering into the Florida yes. market wanting to become Floridians. So you being in Montreal and seeing who... How, who and how the outbound movement it starts to look like and then you getting on the offense for providing them an yes. ecosystem to plug into right but it's, it's it was interesting talking to you over the time that you've been staying here in regards to how similar the market actually is in toronto and and montreal right in yeah. regards to you know the cost of living and and uh the price fluctuation and the rate hikes and, and all that good stuff right yeah, so, yeah yeah no congrats for you guys like you know, you guys are doing so much, like, since you guys started, like, not long ago, but already moving to Florida. It's such a big move. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it is the place to be because we do have a lot of Montreal people, like, that have their second home in Florida. All of their winter time, they go, they spend their six months there. Yeah. And having, you know, the ability to have financing even taken care of mm. for them. In Florida, like I'm so happy now because I got you guys in Toronto. I got you guys in Florida. <laughs> it's like it's tell us perfect where to go next. for me because I yeah. it's perfect for me and like I can't wait to share you guys to all my connection and everyone that I know. Yeah, because we see that all of those snowbirds going to Florida, like our winter time, everybody's freezing. They can't wait to leave. You know. Yeah, yeah, and oh, and we we me and Mikey, we love Montreal when we go to the. Uh, the mortgage convention there out in Ottawa, we always leap out into Montreal because you guys got awesome restaurants and just really cool architecture. And it's just, it's just a cool, Montreal vibrant city. Yeah, It's a yeah, European it's, it's vibe, vibe that, yeah. that we're missing here. We have it's, that culture. Yeah, like white. Yeah. It's cozy. The restaurants, even the people are really friendly. Yeah. The French, it's a bit fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely something different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, going based on what Nick was saying, where, yes, we're different, like you were saying, purchase price, but he was saying there's a comparison and shift given, you know, interest rates on the rise. Like, what, what was the effect you've seen over there? So, the effect, obviously, is the purchasing power diminishes, right? Right. So, the interest rates is going much higher and much faster than the home prices are going down. So... Purchasing power now is more difficult to mm. to borrow money because, you know, their income is not going higher. And now the mortgage represents like a 60% of people's income. Right. So it's huge. You know, how are you able to save that much amount of money for a down payment? And even for the next generations, they're the one that are going to suffer the most. Right. So that's why you have, you see a lot of parents now in Montreal giving money to their kids to be able to purchase a home in Montreal. Yeah. So we, even though because of like the impact of COVID and all the inflation, the home prices still remains high right now in Montreal. Right. So it didn't decrease that much, but we're expecting maybe about 30% of of drop in right. 2023. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting too, the point you make about, you know, the rates are going up, the prices are not falling, but it's 60% of people's income. And that's what I'm looking forward to hopefully see some change in next year is that, 
you know, the stress test uh, hasn't changed. It's still 5.25% or 2% of the current rate, the greater mm-hmm. of the two. So, you know, rates that are at 6%, you're looking at 8%. Um, which again, too, the stress test was only introduced, you know, five, seven years ago. Whereas before, so yeah, we had higher rates. We hit 7%, you know, years ago. We hit 10% years ago, 12%. But it was all relevant to the rate and the cost. So that's why it's like, it's an interesting time right now. It's like, you don't know where the market's going to be going because they haven't addressed amortization. They haven't addressed the stress test, but mm-hmm. the rates keep skyrocketing. Yeah, it's really like a correction period. And it's really the time where, you know, buyers are observing the market. They're yeah. holding back. Sellers are, are starting to be a little bit more realistic. You know, before they used to think that, you know, they would be able to get a hundred thousand over asking. Right. They you know, and I would meet them and now I have a reality check with them. It's like, hey, like even the comparables that you're that we're talking about, that was in March. That was a long time ago. Right. Like what happened, it's not gonna happen again anytime soon. So everything that happened, it was it was like historical. Like right. we've never seen that. And and that was going to happen you know i see it coming before it even happened there was no way that this was going to last right you know it had to the bubble had to pop you know and now we've we are feeling the effect of of it and all these interest hikes that are just so so impactful you know and for people to adapt to it so quickly it's very hard especially with all the inflation People are really having a hard time now, you know, paying their mortgage, paying their groceries. Inflation is about 7%. It's huge. So right. we haven't seen that since like the 80s, you know. Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. It, it's really the, big. The great thing, though, to put, you know, a bit of a positive spin on it is that uh, I'm happy to see, especially on the mortgage side, there's no more firm offers. It's conditioned to finance. Give that three-day, five-day. You were saying in Montreal, it's 14 days. Yeah. Having that breather because... I think that was really important. Like it made us nervous on our yes. end. It's like, hey, you know, fourteen can days. I, can I buy this because I have to go firm? I'm gonna be bit, uh, beating up by somebody else's bid. Whereas now it's like, okay, take the breathing room, really make sure the house is proper, really make sure you can get the financing, and make sure you can afford this. Yeah. So I think that's that's been the positive, you know, the silver lining. That's the positive. It's like the high. Now we have like higher inventory, so that's good because now finally buyers take their time to visit multiple homes. Yeah. They don't have like 15 minutes to do a quick visit and like right away. Okay, do you like it? Let's make an offer within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Like in Montreal like real estate brokers would put 24 hours to 48 hours to put in an offer. Right. We're buying a home at a million dollars, putting 20% down payment. And how many times did you visit that home? One time in 15 minutes. Yeah. It's like, these are big life decisions, you know, and buyers didn't have the time to be comparing homes, to be really feeling if they like the home or not. So everything was made in a rush. And now the positive is, of course, they have the time to compare homes. They have the opportunity to now negotiate. Exactly. You know, lower than the asking price. And that we didn't see that during the past, like, year. Everything was over asking. Over asking. 35 and offers. I had, I had <laughs> to tell my buyers, listen, the price you see is not the price it's selling at. Mm. You know? <clears throat> so even, like, if they were pre-approved for, like, let's say, like, 800000 mm-hmm. I had to tell them, well, let's look at $700,000 home, you know, just right. to make sure that we're able to, you know, overbid because we know where, how it goes now, you know. Yeah, absolutely. 
And and even to go off that tip too, like in regards to the staying power as a realtor who's very well versed in experience, like yourself, you come mm-hmm. from a, a family who's well versed in the real estate space. Your father being a developer, mm-hmm. you being in the market for yes. a while and seeing not only the hot market where a bunch of people just flooded into the market getting their license because anyone and their mother could have sold the home then, given how hot it was, anyway. right? Yeah, but now, you know, when when it's not that easy and you really got to get strategic and and build out a solid game plan and take your time and go shopping and deal with the clients and them not being as confident as they were back then, you know, how many realtors are now falling off, but the strong will survive. Here you are in the downturn, not too much action in the market overall, but you're in, again, you're in here in Toronto building new relationships, building new bridges. So even though you're not transacting, you're still improving on your ecosystem so that when the market does pick up, you're just that much more solid, right? Exactly. I feel like that's really the right thing to do. And that's for every industry. Like during periods of slowdown, Mm. that's when you have to, you know, get back to your business, you know, get more knowledge, get more skills, get more expertise, you know, know who you're dealing with, know your, know your clients know what are their needs really focus take your time like when things are slowing down that's when you know you have to refocus and really readjust yourself to the market and you know everything else that comes with it you know yeah yeah absolutely tell us a funny story your funny story (laughs) in real estate okay the funny one is that one day i had a listing presentation and i show up to the guy's door the guy was in boxers (laughs) (laughs) guy was in boxers i'm like i'm like i'm so sorry i'm like yeah take your time like you can you can just go and like just you know go get your clothes on like i'll wait outside you know like the guy opens the door like that you know well maybe it was intentional but that's the thing (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing being a woman (laughs) in real estate like okay so my best friends and like some of my family members like they have my location yeah and like it's true. Like as a woman, like you're getting into this people's home. Like sometimes the man is alone. You're visiting the home. You're going in the basement. Like every time I'm going in a basement, I'm like after you. Like right. I don't even go first, you know. Yeah. But that would that that's a funny story. But at the same time, it's a scary story because you you never know what to expect, and you and you don't know who you're dealing with. Yeah, hundred percent. So did he, was he like? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, no, no. He's like, no, no, no. Just come in. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I'll wait outside. And like, I don't feel comfortable. And it's like. So it was intentional. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like texting my girlfriend. I'm like, guess what happened? Like this guy opens the door like that. I'm like, I'm charging 7% commission (laughs) right away. (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. Like right on. like good for business if everyone answers the door. (laughs) No, but in these circumstances, circumstances, like, look, I'll come in when you're all comfortable and like, you know, ready to have me over, you know? Yeah. So standard commission, if you're on the one end, 2.5%, right? Average home price, half a million dollars. You jacked it up 4.5% for it to get to 7, 4.5% on half a million dollars. Cost him an extra $22,500. You know what? Just opening the door with his boxers. Twenty-two you know five. Eh? And, and you know what? The no, funny no, story. No, no more overhead on that, though. There's just, and just, yeah, and yeah. that house, I got it at 6%. And he said, is it negotiable? I said, out. this is not negotiable. Because of the way he answered the door. Not even. I'm like, this is not negotiable. I'm like, it's 6%. It's right there. 
I already signed. Now you sign. Good for you. You know? Right on. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. negotiable. Absolutely. <laughs> and with the commission, she bought him a pair of pants. Yeah, yeah it's like, come on here. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like here I know it's like 5%, right? For the Yeah, five, five is like the average, you know, two and a half on each side. Two and a half, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half, two and a half. That's good. Especially That's with good. prices that, you know, we're at $1.92 million. It's yeah. really good. <laughs> but now if you want to be smart as a realtor, you're going to give the other side 3%, the one who's bringing you the buyer. Mm -hmm. Because now we need more buyers, you know? Right. Now it's not hard to get homes for sale because literally you have these sellers calling you and it's like, please put my home for sale. It's like, yeah. sure, sure I will. Yeah, it was definitely a hard shift from like a strong seller's market to a buyer's market now. That's for sure. Yeah. It's so interesting to see the way the teeter-totter yeah. just aggressively turned like that. Yeah, there's no balanced Literally, market. Literally, if you had the listing seven, eight months ago, you were like you were chest out, like what's up? 600 now, over like, asking. Buyer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Now so, it's yeah. like if you have the buyer, you're the one a little bit more in power. And before, yeah. it used to be the complete opposite. Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. had to be like buddies with the listing agent. Yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. their best friend. Like <laughs> bringing them coffee. What do you take in your coffee? Like everything. Very like, nice. Had, yeah. <laughs> you're schmoozing. Now, yeah, yeah. You're schmoozing. <laughs> strategic. Strategic schmoozing. Like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we, we went from, you know, we saw some of the 35 offers, 600 over asking. Now it's like maybe an offer to 200K under asking. Yeah. So like, like Nick said, it's just crazy how just one or the other wasn't. I think we had balanced market for two days. <laughs> but now I think you guys are balanced a little bit yeah. more than us in Montreal. Us is really shifting into a buyer's market and you guys are still in a balanced market right now. I think we're going to see a shift those into the buyers, especially with, you know, the latest rate hike. A yeah. lot of people, you know, that like in 2019 and before, it was always 20% of Canadians had a variable mortgage. Mm -hmm. Now, since 2019, 50% of Canadians have a variable mortgage. So that's really affecting a lot of people because they're looking at it like, oh, it's a great discount, 1.2%. And now you're at, I don't know, 5.7, 5.8 hitting trigger rates. I know. I yeah. totally regret taking variable rate. And like, it's funny because I was asking all my mortgage broker friends, should I take variable or fix? And they're like, no, take variable. Historically, variable is always the best but mm -hmm. now we're really feeling like okay yeah, like i day. should have taken like the fix you know now people right. are like wow but what what do you think is going to happen like with all these rates and all of that like being in the mortgage industry yeah. like what do you tell your client when they ask you that it I depends always, on I, situations exactly or? it depends on situations i always like to position both sides of it and then i always give a personal stance as in like you know this is what i'm doing with uh, any mortgages that we're holding or I'm holding. And like right now, the way I'm looking is I still think variable, you know, don't kill me anybody. Look, watch this, but I think variable still is the better option in the sense that I think we're at the peak right now for fixed rates. Mm -hmm. And we've already seen, you know, again, depends on this comes up, but we've already seen fixed rates pull back. So it's like, why get into that high fixed rate? Because you could go, once you're fixed, you can't go back. You're gonna have to break the mortgage. Yeah. Whereas the variable to go to the point about the historical, it is very true. Historically, you always went with variable. Right now, it's been a weird time because it's shot up so much, seven times mm -hmm. in a year. But I would still take variable in the sense that we're already seeing fixed rates pulling back. So even yeah. though the variable may climb, hopefully it stabilizes now. I think, you know, looking like a year from now, maybe look at locking that fixed rate. Because like we're coming right back down to 1.8. That's what I want to know. I think we're going to be bottoming out. Yes. You know, like 3.75 3. to 4.25. Yeah. Like the 1.8, you know, 1.6, that's gone for at least another 10 years. So like what's the smart thing to do? Like let's say you're buying to, a home, you're taking variable, variable you're taking variable and yeah. then what? You refinance at fixed? No, no, not even refinancing. What's the right when, move? When you're, when you're in variable, you could always switch the fixed. 
So it's always fixed of whatever's left of your term or longer. So mm-hmm. I think the right move, like Nick's saying, is just keep it variable because you don't know where that market's going to be shifting. Ideally, you know, once it goes up, something must come down. Yeah. We're looking at that variable is either going to stabilize or slowly digress. But what we're seeing right now is that fixed rates, which have nothing to do with the bank, not that they have nothing to do with the Bank of Canada rate, but they're not reflected off of it. Mm-hmm. They reflect off the bond rates. The bond rates are already pulling back. So we're already seeing fixed rates pulling back by 20, 30 basis points. So you think by end of, of Q3 of 2023, it's going to go a little bit more down? Yeah, I think Q3, Q4, 2023, that's when you might revisit that conversation, you know, call your broker, call us and let's look, okay, here's what the fixed rates are. Does this make sense or are you still comfortable with your variable mortgage? Do you think it's going to go up again? To be honest, for the variable, I have no idea. I, we don't know anymore. <laughs> I, I had a, I had a strong feeling every time we always talked in the office, here's our prediction, predictions, projections, all that. No if, they, if they do... I'm telling you, there's going to be like, people are going to start protesting. And that, and that's why a lot of economists are saying that if it does take a little bit more of a hike, that's all you're, see, you're, all, all you're going to see is a little more because 70% of the Canadian economy is made up of the housing market. Mm-hmm. So the last thing that they want to see is that go exactly. down, right? Because that's what's, that's what's keeping us put you so appealing to, to foreign investors <laughs> yeah, and whatnot. Of so, course. You know, I, I, yeah, to, to, to go to Mikey's point, I think variable all day, every day, these days especially, mm-hmm. and uh, just, just wait it out. But more importantly, do you know that Montreal Canadiens are the only hockey team that have more Stanley Cups than the Toronto Maple Leafs? Really? Yeah. Us? And me and, and, me, and me and Mikey are hockey guys, and we're not too happy about it. Are you kidding? So, yeah. Well, she really shaded us. She didn't, she didn't even know we played. Give me a jersey, by the way. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> can you please explain? He, said he was out all jersey. morning. I can't believe you called he me out. I apologize. All morning He's like, I'm going to get you one with Maria Ben in the back. I'm going to yes. find one. And I'm I'll gonna, ship it to Montreal. I'm, I'm going to be wearing the Toronto one, and you're going to be wearing the Montreal one. Where is the jersey? Shots fired. Please answer. Yeah. Oh my God. But thank you so much guys for having me and like, just don't forget the Jersey before I leave no leaving tomorrow. No <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was so nice to meet you. And like, I'm definitely coming back, sending all my clients to you guys. And if you have clients want to buy to Montreal, you know who to call. Yeah, no, vice Absolutely. versa. We're, we're very grateful that you came here and that you built us into your ecosystem because the same way that you want to send your people here, we know that they're in good hands when we send them your way because getting to learn more about you, you're an awesome rock star realtor that's Thank operating you. in the Montreal area. So hit her up, guys. Tell them what your handles are. Thank Thank you uh, guys. Information. So yeah. my my name is Maria Ben Realty on Instagram and my phone number is 514-922-0700. Thank you guys. Direct. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for tuning to this week's episode of What Would It Cost? We'll see you next week. <laughs>